1940, four boys in southern France were walking in the woods when their dog disappeared into a depression in the ground caused by an uprooted tree. They found themselves standing atop a vast cavern covered with prehistoric paintings of animals and hunters. After years of commercial exploitation and damages by carbon dioxide, the actual cave is sealed off and visitors can now explore a replicated version. And just this past week, a previously unknown cave was discovered by chance in the foothills of Jerusalem. The location of the cavern, full of stalactites and stalagmites, natural phenomenon protected by Israeli law, is being kept secret until proper steps can be taken to protect and maintain the conditions that sustain the cave's health. But seemingly chance encounters with previously unknown caves do not only happen in faraway places. Caves have revealed themselves here in Minnesota as well. In 1924, a farmer went looking for his lost pigs in Harmony. The pigs and farmers soon found themselves immersed in one of the state's largest limestone caverns carved by an underground stream. 150 feet beneath the ground, a waterfall surrounded by canyons and gorges dropped 60 feet in what is now known as Niagara Caves. The ceiling itself reaches over 100 feet high. In 1937, Mystery Cave was discovered when a farmer in Preston began poking around with a crowbar at the base of a tree. He lost his grip on the crowbar and it disappeared below the ground. But the farmer heard a clink below and soon discovered he was standing above Minnesota's longest limestone cave. Carved by Root River, Mystery Cave spreads out for miles, is home to two underground lakes, prehistoric fossils, and a large hibernating bat population. I took a tour of Mystery Cave with my good friend Liz this past August. We opted, opted for the flashlight tour, which took us through more rustic trails, and we had to enter through the back entrance. This entrance was created after it took too long to walk from the first entrance to the unexplored parts of the cave. So the farmer hired a group of college students to camp out in the cave and search for a second entrance. They spent three days underground before they saw roots growing through a rock. They started digging upward and soon the light broke through. They pushed their hands up through the dirt and emerged. Where they emerged is where we descended, a series of stairs and began our tour. We walked through passageways that were carved by streams that were home to 18 to 20 foot cephalopods, a fierce predator that is the ancestor to today's octopus and squid. Walking on the dried up riverbed, we passed through tunnels dotted with giant holes left behind by giant prehistoric worms. The trail led us to the edge of Blue Lake, and even in the relative darkness, the water was so clear you could see down to the lake bottom where stalagmites rose up like ancient jungle temples. Squeezing through narrow passageways, we emptied into large caverns that were surrounded by other small passages, some explored and some not. The, cave, or the guide asked us what life forms could exist this far deep into the cave, and the answer was nothing. No light to support plant life. No plant life means no bugs. No bugs mean no bats or bears or humans. This far into the cave, life ceases to exist. The only thing that exists is the cave. 
The only thing that exists is the slow, eternal dripping of water. Water slowly breaking through rock to create mineral deposits that grow into temples. Going deeper into the cave, we were entering the heart of the cave, the womb of the earth, but I now realize that it wasn't even a womb. We were in the void of the earth, in the empty spaces of the earth's gut, standing in the barren womb, if any womb at all, standing in the void. We were at least a mile beneath the earth's surface when the tour guide stopped. He said we should experience the cave as it naturally exists when we are not here. So all the flashlights were turned off, and instantly I was standing in utter darkness. Even though I had just been told no life form could exist here, in that moment I wasn't sure if the breath I heard was my own inhale or the cave's exhale. And I was not afraid. I wanted to linger in the blackness, abide in the nothingness. Without my sight, I was sure if I stood there long enough, I could hear the stalagmites forming feel the slight cracking of rock, hear the slow dripping of water. I could feel the slow, steady pulse of the earth breathing. And the most amazing thing is that I have nothing to do with it at all. No matter what I do or do not do, the cave continues to exist, seen or unseen. I have no control over what is happening right beneath my feet. What I believe to be solid ground is anything but it is so much more. We are walking on unseen passages, unseen tunnels, unseen voids. We walk on utter beauty existing in utter darkness. That utterly beautiful darkness will find us. The water will find its way to our feet. <laughs> 